There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. to the Wise Men Say podcast for the second time on Monday, the 4th of December 2023, um, as we were all just settling down in bed and counting down the sleep till Christmas. Um, we checked Twitter before we went to sleep, sorry, X before we went to sleep, or WhatsApp or whatever you use to find out that Tony Mowbray um, has been relieved of his duties as Sunderland manager. Um, it's quite funny, really, because we'd, we'd titled the pod Mowbray on the brink and he was very much brunk, if anything. Um, so the club statement <laughs> reads, um, Sunderland FC has this evening departed, parted company with head coach Tony Mowbray. The club would like to thank Tony for the positive contribution he has made throughout the past two seasons alongside his assistant Mark Venus, who also departs. Both will always be welcome back at the Stadium of Light and wish them well for the future. Sporting Director Christian Speedman commented, all at Safka have thoroughly enjoyed working with Tony and he's quite rightly held in high regard by our players and staff and our supporters. After arriving at an uncertain time, he held close to the Sky by Championship playoffs and played an important role in developing our team. This was a difficult decision to make, but we remained loyal to our ambition and our strategy and felt that now was the right moment to take this step. We are now focused on identifying the right candidate and we will continue to support our coaching team and players throughout the interim period. Chairman Cooley Woodrivers added, I want to place on record my gratitude to Tony for his hard work and commitment to Sunderland, a place where he will always be welcome. Um, as custodians of our great club, we believe in our long-term strategy that we hope will ensue sustainability and success for Sunderland. Central to that approach is a relentless demand for a high-performance culture, being listened to Julia Comfrey's podcast, uh, to be implemented throughout the club, and the development of a strong playing identity that you, our loyal supporters, can be proud of. Your continued support will always be fundamental to that progress, and we look forward to seeing as many of you as possible at the Stadium of Light throughout the festive period, right? and as we enter the 2024. Uh, support by the club's existing coaching team, Mike Dodds, will lead the first team's training and match preparations until the process to appoint a new head coach has concluded. So... I'm joined by Eleanor again. Hello, Eleanor. Hi, uh, guys. I haven't seen you in a while. So I know, it's, uh, no, it's been a while. Nice to see you. Wish it was uh, in the better circumstances. Yeah. Uh, Chris Weatherspoon has joined us because he likes the Doom. Yeah. Uh, it was like somebody said, uh, somebody, it was like the bat signal. Uh, just yeah, came yeah, running. Yeah. And uh, Jimmy Ray is here to add um, pride and some positivity, even though he looks very sad. I am I very never- sad. I have never seen Jim look this crest. It is crestfallen. His crest is barely visible on the screen. 
just see the top of the crest, which is poking over the bottom of the camera. Um, <laughs> yeah, so uh, so it's it's weird. We were talking about this, weren't we, on the earlier in the scenario situation? The, the fact the things that Moby was saying were kind of a little bit like almost the things that the manager says, the department manager says the first time they're on Sky on the, the like coverage of a, a game. Um, after they've been sacked, where they'll go on in the last game, well, what happened at Sunderland? And they'll, they'll say all that stuff. He kind of said it all then. Kind of makes you, then the fact they've announced it at 10 o'clock at night, it kind of feels a little bit like it was already done. Yeah. Yeah, it, de- it definitely does. I mean, we, we did, we said it on the pod, and you should go listen to that pod, which is now yeah, completely yeah. out of date. Redundant. But... It's not redundant. We talk yeah. about the mags and the high state. Yeah, we do. None of them should be allowed in. <laughs> So. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was it, even as we were talking, we we said it, it felt defeatist. It felt like he was he was done, and I think that he knew. I, I think that he knew this was coming. There's obviously been these conversations kind of in the works, and I think it was very much he wanted to go out on that. Look, I've I've tried my hardest. I've done my best here, but there comes a point where there's nothing else you can do. I mean, I was saying to the lads before we started recording that the statement definitely reads like a sacking. Like it, 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 it doesn't. Well, they haven't said by mutual decision, have they? They've said we have to, we have parted. Sorry, departed. What or parted? I can't remember which one it was now. I said departed. Yeah, they said they've parted ways, haven't they? And and that very much reads as. He's not what they're looking for anymore. He's not what they want anymore, and they're they're planning on moving on. Um, I'm I'm sad. I am genuinely sad. I wasn't at the point of Mowbray out. I, I I didn't want him to go, but and I think like reading some of the tweets under the under the tweet that Sunderland sent out, you can you can see people are very much like I'm sad, but potentially it was time. So I don't know. It's I think a bit it's... melancholic. I think it's a bit bonkers. To be, I think it's a bit crazy that I thought it was crazy last week when people were talking about his job being in jeopardy. Um, principally because I don't really know what the aim is this season. Like I know everyone like keeps saying, "Oh, well, they said they're in for the top two. Well, first of all, they didn't actually say that. But second of all, they, they I don't think anyone could look at that squad and say they've equipped it for the top two. So I'm not really sure <laughs> what Mowbray is. Job remit was this season. I mean, I, to me, it looks like he's been punished for overachieving last season with with a squad that was, you know, it was a, it was lopsided. And we benefited last year from kind of being new and taking teams by surprise, and also having a thirty five million pound player on loan. Um, so yeah, no, I, I, I presume they've got someone lined up. Um, You'd hope so, wouldn't you? Well, I mean, they have to. You this can't. Is, this is this is this is like. I mean, it's ridiculous already. But if if they haven't got somebody lined up, then I mean. Well, the, the strange thing is that when they sacked Johnson, they didn't have anyone lined up, uh, and they they basically stumbled into hiring Alex Neal. He applied. He wasn't on the list. And then, but when they he, locked, he, yeah, he was pictured when, at Durham train station before the FC. Yeah, he was before, before the announced before he was even announced as well, yeah, which is good. Yeah. But with when they hired Mowbray, they hadn't sacked the manager. They'd lost him pretty abruptly, and they had Mowbray ready to go. So it, it, it's like the opposite way around of the way you'd expect. So I don't really know what I expect. You would, 
I suspect um, what you've just said there about this already being decided is probably true. I guess maybe today was ironing out whatever is due. I mean, the other thing is that because they've sacked him and he triggered an extension in the summer, didn't he? Which he apparently didn't even know about. So it's not... <laughs> That's we so all, totally... Well, I think we were all working on, or watching under the perception that he'd be gone at the end of this season, come what may, but actually he had another year on top of that. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, I mean, maybe, I don't know, maybe what he said on Saturday after the game was upsetting him, or maybe, maybe I said this morning, like when I saw his quotes from the weekend, I said, you know, if he knows what he signed up for, if he's not happy with the parameters he's now working under, then maybe he should leave. Um, but I do think, yeah. So it you just, forced him out the door then? Well, yeah, I think it's incredibly harsh because I think, like, like I said, what's the expectation this season? Because we people can say it's his tactics. Okay, though I, I don't think he's perfect. I don't think he's got everything right. Not not by any stretch. I think he's made some weird decisions lately, definitely. But he's got he's got four strikers who plainly aren't ready. One might be soon, like in Bruce, but the other three, like plainly, just aren't ready yet. And they're, they're all kids, and we're asking them to go into a season where there's a lot more expectation. I talked about this like in February, like. The expectation of the fans and the club for this season aren't aligned. Fans, fans expect to be pushing on for promotion, and I'm not. Maybe, maybe this is the club saying actually they are. Maybe, this, maybe well, they're like, I mean, just, just on that quickly, just you say like even when Speakman, I don't know why he said that, but he said it. Even then, you think like you have to you have to use some critical thinking to think: Do we actually can we? We can't compete. And he said, like, yeah, you know, we're going to challenge for promotion. Like, I, I want to challenge for promotion. I back us to do that. But at the same time, in December, just, like, I mean, we're what, we're what, like, now four points of, we're four points, three points of the playoffs now in December. And, yeah, we've not won in the last three games, but that's hardly unusual for a championship team, is it? Well, the no. form, the form, like, on, on paper... I mean, the form hasn't been good in the last eight games. I think we lost. But even the last eight games. No, I'm, I'm, but I'm not saying I'm not advocating. I'm, I'm and I agree with you. It, it does fluctuate and generally. And I've said this repeatedly when related to the way the championship is. The team, the team will finish twelfth with four points off the playoffs. It, it's just the way. Yeah, exactly. It and works. then if you measure yourselves by the teams with parachute payments, with look at Leicester, they've got what like hundred hundred odd million pounds worth of players playing for them. And the Champions Leeds haven't got much less than that. And yeah, Grant and Dip switch up there, but I don't think they'll stay up there. And even if they do, they've got a good manager. Their squads a lot more. You know, they've 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 had more time together and. You know what? Yeah, they've just got some good players, and their owners have been more ambitious with with how much they spent. But I just don't understand the criticism of him. I actually think, judging by the reaction from people to end, like the internet is not the best place to gauge reaction from. That's the only thing we can do from the comfort of our own homes. And but the reaction from people to this seems to be kind of shock and a bit of sadness. And but but I do think there was kind of obviously. These people shout the loudest, but there, there did seem to be an upswell of people who decided uh, he wasn't good enough, this was all his fault, blah, blah, blah. And I don't know. I mean, in the summer, they were obviously they were linked mm. with Barrioli, who's ended up at Nice and is doing a very good job. And, and they didn't. How much truth there was in that, I don't know. I well, they're not remotely comparable jobs, though, are they? Really? No, they're not. But what I was going to say was that they didn't pursue that avenue and they stuck with Mowbray 
And I don't know that it's a coincidence that they did that after there was pretty much uproar at the time that the at any suggestion of getting rid of him. And now the tide's turned a little bit and they have got rid of him. And I, I, don't, I don't know. But yeah. Since this ownership came in, they have done certain things that have been done to kind of... Appease people. Appease, yeah, appease people and maybe like the, the popular option. What they of, think, what they think everybody wants. Yeah. I'd say that that's what it is. I mean, the perception from inside the club, certainly last season, was that all the players absolutely adored him. Exactly. Well, again, we're saying on the, the, you know, the, the pod again, the, the life cycle of the manager, it's, it's about, you know, 18 uh, to months probably is probably the median sort of time, isn't it, really? I mean, it tends to be the case. Um, and I think that's what we're seeing. It kind of doesn't take a lot results-wise, but it's kind of felt as though really <clears throat> they kind of... They've been trying to make. They've been wanting to make this change for a long time, in relative terms, you know. I mean, but they didn't do it in the summer because we got the playoffs. Um, if we hadn't got the playoffs, it would have been very easy to say thanks very much and off you go. The um, thing with, oh, if, if that was the reason they didn't do it, but they still wanted to do it, they should have just done it. Exactly. Like, We're not far off the playoffs now. But like, I'll be honest, like when, when there was the rumour that he was going to go in the summer, uh, I, I, I like Mowbray, he comes across a really genuine guy, he comes across a really nice bloke and that. And, but like, I did think, well, actually, maybe this means they're accelerating the plan. Like, maybe this means that. Because I think we all thought, like, like, first season we come up, the plan is to stay up. Second season, consolidate. Third season, maybe we start going for it. So obviously, when we finished sixth last year, you're thinking, well, if they're thinking about sacking him now, that suggests they're pushing the plan forward then they didn't go and do it and th- nobody I will I cannot agree with anyone who says that that summer transfer window was undertaken in a manner that was building a, a squad that's fit for promotion I mean there's only one of them who's playing games there's only Bellingham who's playing games regularly so um, I mean maybe that's part of it maybe they're saying you know what we've given you these players and you won't play them like and um, perhaps that's it I, I don't know but it just I mean I think it is hard to know what to make of it. But the issue is, if you're going to keep buying young players, you are going to end up with a squad who hasn't reached their potential. And we said But, this on but the I feel earlier. like it's okay but to the, not reach your potential at this point in the season because we are only four but points off Jim, the playoffs. how many of those players, genuinely, how many of those players by the end of this season are going to be ready? I mean, you look at our yeah. strikers. I don't even know. I think Rusian maybe is that, in that last is that an uncommon thing for in. most of the teams in this league, though? I mean, to Bar not have a striker, not to not have, have a striker who's who's this... who's ready and able to play, I, and to be playing kind of to have got rid of a centre half who's experienced and to not bring one in yeah. to have kind of a major contributor in Corey Evans, who's out for a long, a long term and not bring someone like that in. Yeah, I, I do think that, that that is an issue. I've referred to Mowbray on the pod last season as a crash manager. And that is what they want. They want somebody who's going to come in, develop the players that they buy and assign to the squad, um, play them. Um, and then <laughs> they'll, they'll basically sell them and make some money. And then they can go, look how good we are, look how sustainable we are. We've made some money because we bought this player for 500 grand and we've sold him for 17 million pounds. Now, I've said this before, 
that does nothing for me from a going to the game perspective. I'm, yeah, I'm not going to sit and I'm not going to sit there and applaud the fact that we've like made money on somebody because I'm never going to see any of it anyway. So why why does that bother me? Um, there's a lot of this kind of like a lot of jargon and fo- football now has become such an all-encompassing thing. It goes beyond what happens on the pitch, doesn't it? it it's a wider thing where it's all about the setup of the club, sporting directors, managers, data, this, you know, I'm not saying anything, either of these, any of those things are good or bad. It's just the way it is. And as a result, people get more and more involved in the um, intricacies of the game to the point it becomes an an obsession and interest. Um, It's no offence, Chris. Um, and it, it generates more debate and discussion and sometimes we lose sight as a result, I believe, of what the actual purpose of in supporting the football team is and what, what you enjoy. And I think on Morby, what I'd say is the football we've played is probably some of the best football. 100%. Ever. Uh, we've, you know, we've, maybe Dad'll say it's some of the best football he's seen in a very long time. But ultimately that is irrelevant because the vision of the, the club is being kind of detailed really in the statement from the club today. And the second, and obviously what Morby said in the last few days relating to what the club want to achieve. Um, I think it's plain in plain sight, really, what they want. Now, people have got to decide, and in my opinion, Can I just is read that up? something that you get excited about, or is is or is that what you're accepting, or are we going to say, well, no, come on, we need to actually try and get promoted in the next few years because otherwise we're just going to be stuck in the championship for the next ten years. Sherman players. Anyway, sorry, I've gone on for far too long. No, now. that's it's fine. I was just can I just read out a quote from Bobby over the weekend? I, I put it out this morning. I only read it this morning. I think he said it either after the game or yesterday. But he basically said, It's not really my decision. The club wants to develop young players and for them to be given an opportunity. That's what I do. I give them a chance. My gut inside me tells me that we need to change because I want to win. That's the truth. I'm trying to develop young players to create value in them, give them good careers. Sometimes they're not quite ready, but that's okay. They'll get game time. They'll get on the pitch to experience the championship. I signed up for that. I bought into it. Here I am doing it, picking them, playing them. I'm comfortable with it, but there are but there you are at 55 minutes and I want to win. We still aren't having shots, so I go with players I think can turn it around. As a club, we want to be bold and the young players have to be on the pitch to show they can do it. That's what we're doing. So to me, I mean, I don't know, like, has that played a part in this decision? Well, yeah. what, did, what did I, what did I, so, what, yeah. when you posted that this morning, excuse me, when you put that in the group this morning, what did I immediately respond with? Can you, you said remember? He's gone. Yeah. He's gone. Yeah, you did actually. Yeah, I forgot that. Was, that was 6am. Um, yeah. You, you are right. Like, it did very much read like that. And I think that when we're talking about this idea of, of what their vision is for the club, because that was very much a big part of their statement, wasn't it? Like, their vision, what, what they're expecting, what they're wanting. We've heard about this model time and time again. And I don't think any of us can say we weren't shocked knowing this vision and knowing this model when they did appoint a manager like Mowbray or a head coach like Mowbray because he was a head coach because ultimately what what we all expect from them and it's something we very almost saw in the summer and it's it's something that kind of I, I think we are going to go towards here is a young coach who wants to be a head coach who wants to kind of play in this system that we have set up and I, I think as much as and again, I said this on the pod earlier, but as much as Mowbray was aware of that, I don't think he realised the extent to which it ran in the club at the time when he took the job. 
And I think that over time, that has just become a bit of a, a clashing of heads, which we can see in, in all these quotes. We spoke about the one um, Phil Smith put in the Echo. Kind of he put that article together after Millwall where he said that Mowbray was talking about the hierarchy and how he doesn't get the chance to decide the players because of the hierarchy that, that he's, he's told who he needs to play. Um, and I think it just it, it comes down to he was a shock when he came. None of us expected them to sign to to appoint Mowbray, and I think that we're, we're going to get a young up and coming manager. I, I do. I think it's going to be that's someone. That's not a bad who, thing necessarily. Though, no, it? I'm I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I, I'm not at all. But I think that that that's what they want, and and that's what if if we want there to be some kind of settled and 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 kind of cohesion at the top here i think that's what they need i think yeah. if they if I, they want someone who they can mold and they want someone who they can get to do what they want that that's what they're going to have to bring in but that, that's where the problem lies though, isn't it because like but a, you can't a, bring in an experienced coach well, like, and expect them not an, to like, speak even out an, like an experienced coach has. if they if they're good if they if they're really good at what they do they won't be molded they won't be told what they need to do because they'll already know what I they guess, need to is do. It, is it being told what they need to do? Or is it, that's I mean, what I... frustrates me. So that's what frustrates me about the sacking of Mowbray. And that's what frustrates me about what you were saying before, Chris, because I agree. Like, he should be able... Well, first of all, he shouldn't need to come out and say that, but even if he does say that, like, it scares me. If he if he's even insinuating that he's being told who he kind of can't play, that's a worrying. It doesn't, like, that is bad. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. That was even obvious before. Uh, obviously, like the fact he's come out and said there's going, but I, I think like the the fact, like what we've seen what's happened with Alex Pritchard. I mean, they tried to get rid of Pritchard in the summer. Yeah. Like, they couldn't. And now Pritchard can't get in the team yet. Every time he comes on, he, he impacts the game. So, I mean... I mean the the Danny Bart thing, like let's not retread all ground, but like that was clearly not a decision. Wasn't made. a footballing decision, was it? But like, yeah, I mean playing Luke and I at centre half is well, possibly that is Mowbray's decision. I'm we'll not get into that, but I don't. I think Eleanor, I agree with you. I I think that I, truthfully, I think that's who really that's what they've been signposting. Like that's what they've been seeing. That's the sort of club they are. I mean, like uh, that's the club they're trying to turn us into. Um, so. Yeah, if, if they do that, okay. I, I think that's consistent. I thought the guy they got linked with in the summer was consistent with what they said they're going to do. But it'll be interesting. I mean, so far when we've hired managers, um, they've all been out of work. They've all been they've all been convenient choices. We haven't gone and poached someone who's doing a good job somewhere else. So let's see what they do. 
like I said, I think it's going to be hard to judge this decision in its entirety until we know who they do go and get um, as a complete random point. But it's also 15 years to the day since we sacked Roy Keane. Um, and we got Ricky Spraser in after that. So I would hope that we've put a bit more thought into this than, um, than that. The thing but, is, though, is that it's, it's not inherently bad to have a structure like that because like, most successful modern clubs do have a structure at least similar insofar as the manager doesn't do everything. But if we do get a younger manager and he's more sort of, just because he's like more aligned to what Speakman slash the board want, I think it's one of them where it's like, it's it could actually work work out to be better. Maybe, you know what, maybe maybe the people who said for ages that Mowbray would never get us promoted might prove to be right. If that happens, great. I didn't see it, and I still don't really see it, but it may happen. What I don't want is, like you just said, Eleanor and Chris, like the, the Danny Bart Pritchard situations where there's interference from above with which players can and can't play. That's the issue for me, more so than the manager. And then Mowbray is like a scapegoat, essentially, if that's the case, because he's getting his hands tied with who he can and can't play. If somebody comes in and, yeah, we might not know much about them, we might not. I, there was a piece on Not the Top 20 the, the other week that was saying about the more managers than, than not out of the last few seasons in League One and League Two had, had got teams promoted and it was their first job in management. And I'm not, I'm, and that could happen. Yeah. I think, I think end of the day, I think it's going to take, it is going to take a couple of kind of not days for this to sink in, but it is going to be a bit of a, Oh yeah, we, we have sacked Mowbray. It is going to be a bit of a weird one because I think all of us were settled in with him at least for another couple of months. Like you said at the beginning of the podcast, like none of us, he's, he's triggered a contract extension, which the club didn't really announce or he, like, it, it was a bit weird, but like he's triggered a contract extension. He's, he's then gone. It's, it's all, it's all felt a bit sudden. And I guess. The writing was almost on the wall with what we've seen in the past couple of weeks, but at the same time, it just feels a bit bizarre. And I think we just need to wait and see what happens in the next couple of couple of days, couple of weeks. Maybe there's a big like like break glass as we're about to play Newcastle United on the wall at the stadium. I like that nobody got on installed <laughs> from like ten years ago. Yeah, um, we need to wait until like two matches before. Yeah, that's the thing. Lose <laughs> the next, lose the next game. <laughs> They did it too early, but yeah, I mean, yeah. I Unless think... we just don't hire anyone until then, we don't hire yeah. anyone until like two matches before, and then we hire them. We'll have Mike Dodds until the end of the season. Um, I mean... maybe, we'll, maybe we'll become permanent. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think overall, I, I do. I mean, you shouldn't really get sentimental in football, but I do. I do feel bad for him because I think he overachieved that season. I think he's getting punished for that. Uh, people, I think some people have made their mind up otherwise. But I, I look and I, I kind of like I say the the people who they signed in the summer. There's only one of them playing. Maybe that's played into it. Maybe they they say that more should be played. But I just look and I think like of the players they've signed from abroad, none have really done much. Um, bar sporadically, that's about it really. And and I just think. Look, they're all in on this, and like it's all well and good, like people being for that and that. But I, I think 
you need a bit of flexibility sometimes. I mean, look, Jim, like what you kind of said there, like, you know, they could get someone in and, you know, they could be a perfect fit and this squad could do a lot better than I'm, I'm expecting it to and I think quite a few people are expecting it to. But it, at the moment, it just feels like... Desperate, doesn't it? Well, uh, yeah, no, maybe not even desperate. It just it 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 just feels like they kind of it feels like he's got miffed, clearly. But, I, but people say that like about his um, comments after the game on Saturday. Nothing. I mean, it's it's rather true that he's ended up going. But there was a couple of times last season, like certainly after January, when he came out with similar things. You could tell he wasn't particularly happy. Alex Neal did exactly the same, and now I know everyone has got it in the head that Alex Neal left for more money, which he did, but that was not the only reason he left. Now, okay, this is what they signed up for, but there's there's a reason that these managers are getting pissed off. Like, yeah. whether, whether they're right to or not, I'm not, look, I don't know what's going on behind the scenes, so I'm not going to, like, slate the club or slate the manager because I don't know what's going on behind the scenes, but I just think it does feel like um, the club's got a very set way of working and they're not going to bend from that. And I'd be very, I know you're a more optimistic, Jim, which is very rare for you, but um, I'd be very surprised if they'd be able to get someone in who can take this team up. I, I, I would. I, I, I don't think that, I think the league's stronger and the squad's weaker. And I, I think mm. the, the reason, what baffles me about this is I don't, Genuinely, I do not know what the expectation is for this season. I do not know what the expectation of Tony Mowbray was. Because to me, this this was inevitable. I think, I feel like we said it on a podcast in the summer, that if we weren't pulling any trees up by this stage of the season, it would be Mowbray. It who was got... definitely said. Mowbray's come out and criticised the board. He's criticised the signings. He said he wants more. Like, most managers do that. Like, there are very few managers who are happy with the, the hand they've been dealt with the players that have been signed. And that goes for Premier League, Championship, League One, whatever. And I just think that we had a really, really good thing going with Tony. And it's just really, really sad that he's not been able to just carry on going. And yeah, maybe he was getting frustrated. And maybe, you know what, hopefully he's actually quite happy with the fact he doesn't have to deal with their shit anymore. I was going to say, I think something that maybe... We well we we haven't mentioned it. Maybe we're a bit guilty. I mean, we've we've all dashed to do an emergency podcast because we sat the manager. But um, the the model they're operating under um, should be able to march on, irrespective of who the manager is. So perhaps we're all getting a bit upset and a bit over the top about it. And they, I mean, I I remember weirdly at the time when. And they were scrambling to keep Alex Neal. It, I don't know, again, that felt like something they were just doing to keep fans happy because actually the vibe seemed to be afterwards that actually they weren't that bothered whether he stayed or not. And obviously Mowbray came in and it kind of went quite seamlessly. So I don't know, maybe this is all, maybe we're all overreacting. Maybe, maybe whoever they get in is, is just going to pick up where Mowbray left off and improve. I don't know. Um, uh, yeah, it's it's never boring. I wonder, we should, before we came out here, guys, we should have counted how many times we've had to do this podcast in the, what is it, 11 years now? 10 years? Just Probably 12 of... times. Yeah. 13 so, times, maybe. We should do like a, an anthology. When is of... lucky number 13? 
Maybe yes. we'll never have to do a podcast <clears throat> like this again. Whoever we hire is just going to be cryogenically frozen and we'll never get another <laughs> Sunderland manager again. They'll just like wheel them out for Sunderland games, unfreeze them during the match, and then they can go back into their chamber. I think this is proof that it's now 10 past 11. We're all getting a bit delirious because we want a cryogenically fro- frozen manager. At least I do. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to stay up now. <laughs> just in case we like, hire someone at like one case, in the morning. <laughs> we'll have wee Philly at... Uh... At the academy. <laughs> to be fair, it was very reminiscent of when. Sorry, just a half a funny story to end up on. When we Philly was at the academy, I was fast asleep in bed. Rory ran into the room and went, "Oh my god, we Philly's at the academy!" <laughs> and in a very similar way tonight, I was asleep in bed. Well, I was dozing off in bed, and Rory ran into the room and went. Mowbray's been sacked, so it's it's a bit of a it's a bit of a nice full circle moment, really. Yeah. This is how like... I find out all the big Sunderland yeah. news now. Were you yeah. were you nodding off when we drew Newcastle in the cup and Rory came running in? Every time there's any significant news, really, in the Sunderland DFC, Rory runs into a room it's like the Cooley yeah. guy. He announces it, yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. it's literally his job. He's, he never takes a day off. He just <laughs> runs around the yeah, announcing flat, things. Announcing things. Yeah. 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 It's like the town crier. <laughs> but yeah. Um, now I need to go to bed. Yeah, we'll leave oh. it there. But um, obviously, the Thursday pod will be a landing. Um, later in the week as the story develops because I've had a look online to see if there's any early odds for the new manager but there is none um, just to finish I can tell you that I spoke to somebody in the week who suggested that our next manager you would have to Google um, it would be one of those so whether or not that, that source is uh, um, pure or not I don't know it wasn't Chris Weatherspoon <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, it, it, yeah, basically that's what I was told, so we'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, well, thanks for joining us again on a Monday night to, um, react and, and listen to the fact that we are yet again in the market for a new manager. Um, and who knows what's going to happen next. John Eustace is currently favourite. I'm just saying. Oh, oh, that's. Good news, isn't it? Um, could, well, it could actually, be. And on that bombshell, um, <laughs> we'll leave it there. So thank you very much for listening and keep the faith. 